Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. So let me give you just a couple of things before we jump in. Uh, again, uh, Stephen, Katie, uh, and we, we, we pastor here. God has allowed us to lead this church, and, and it is so exciting. Let me give you just a couple of thoughts uh, before we jump in, just kind of like home church things. A uh, couple of things. Listen, uh, we believe that the reason our church exists, I might be a little loud, Jesse, I'm I'm holding back my tone so I don't scream. Um, but uh, the, the reason our church exists is because we want people to know God. Like know the Father. Like have a relationship with all uh, histories of broken relationships, absent fathers. What, like a lot of times people don't know how to connect with God because uh, they, maybe they didn't have that role model or that model or it was distant or broken or hurt. And so we want people to... Know the Father. We want people to accept the forgiveness. Meaning like if we don't ever accept forgiveness, we won't really give it to anybody else. And we'll pick and choose who we give it to based on if they're really sorry enough. And, and God gave before we even asked. Yeah. And so that's, we believe that that's pivotal for a, the Christian life. Then we want people to live free. A, a, a free you is a better you. Come on. And that doesn't mean that you're going to learn a few concepts and never have a problem. We just want to teach you the concepts to be able to navigate problems yeah. without losing it. Come on. And so free, living free is important. And then lastly, if you begin to meet the Father Give people grace. Give yourself grace. Begin to live free. Then we really think that you're going to step into some purpose. Right. And, 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 and your, your unique gifting is going to make an impact on the world where you're at. So that's why we're here. And then we have like these cultural values that this is how we believe um, the, the kingdom operates. This is how the, like we're full of life. We're life-giving. Jesus is life-giving. And so when you're here, um, I just want you to know that we're not looking for numbers. Like this, we started this church in our house. Like we're not looking for numbers. We're looking for people to walk through spiritual thresholds meet the Lord, and change their life. And so we're going to have an event here next Sunday. And if you're looking for a church that takes every, care of everything for you, it's probably not your place. Um, uh, that's kind of church on, the, on demand. But if you're looking to be a part of a church that you can, you can begin to grow, thrive, and the process of transformation can happen in your life, then we want to invite you, come on, to jump in. And so we'll have a table out there, bring something, sign up for something, and let's have a great time for our kids. Is that good? Is that good? Come on, come on. You, you can put your hand together for that. That's all right. I know some of y'all, that feels weird because it feels like responsibility. But, but actually, um, if we don't take the responsibility, who's going to? Like, like, if we as Christians aren't going to take the responsibility, who's going to? Here's the next thing that I'm going to tell you, is we really do want a, an environment in our church, and we have four kids. And so, listen, we believe kids are a blessing. We want kids to be a blessing. But I'm asking you at parents, come on, listen, your little bundle of joy is wonderful and beautiful, and we think all life is beautiful. But if they are crying throughout the whole service, 
the people next to you aren't thinking that's beautiful. Because here's the thing, is you don't know the conflict, the fight, and the struggle that is sitting right behind you. And they may be leaning in and needing a word from the Lord. You know what I'm saying? And so we want you, like we have an outside space, we have a, a, a nursing mother's room, we have kids, we, have, we, we don't believe that children are a burden. Does that make sense? We just want to make sure that you know, every coup, every cry, we're not, oh my God, hypersensitive. But you, you know when it turns into like a moment. And we want to make sure that if those moments happen, we're going to step outside. We're going to do whatever we need to do. And we can come back in. Also, bathroom. We talk, once service is over, we talk for about 40 minutes. That's it. That's it. It's a little longer than a TED Talk. I know that, that's weird. But, but we don't want to see like everybody going and coming and going and coming because it's a distraction. The doors hit, the whatever. So if you need to, man, go to the bathroom. Before we end, give your tithe, go to the back, do whatever. But let's come in and let's be ready for the word because that's going to help us grow and limit distractions. Is that good? Is that okay? And so you guys help me with that because that's kind of where we're going. I mean, obviously, if you got to leave, you got to do that. what you got to do. But, but we're just not going to have a, we don't want a culture of busyness uh, because we really want the Holy Spirit to unpack some things that will transform our life. All right, you ready? Come on, do it up, girl. All right, listen, we are excited that you are here. Uh, just so you know, uh, my wife's birthday is Tuesday, and so uh, she's going to be 21. Uh, she's going to be 21, and so if some of y'all were wanting to know, uh, <laughs> and so uh, we, we, um, we are just, I'm, I'm honored to be able to do this with her. She does a lot. You guys don't even know, and if I gave you a list, you'd be overwhelmed, uh, but she, she loves you. And she's praying for you. And um, so we're excited. So for her birthday present, I asked her to help me uh, this Sunday and next Sunday. So we're going to do together. <laughs> yeah, it's the birthday present I always wanted. <laughs> but no, I do love to share. It's going to be fun. It's awesome. And so we, we are excited. We're going to jump right into it. And let me ask you uh, just a question. Does anyone ever feel like their life is one huge to-do list? Like it never ends, it never finishes. Many times I can feel an endless commitment that begins to magnify, come on, my inability to get everything done. Just this last week, um, I traveled out of the country. I came back. I officiated a wedding. I planned a birthday uh, party uh, uh, trip for our family. And then I put together a, a Sunday message. And I don't know about you, but... The stress can get real. Come on, everybody say real. That continual list, if we're not careful, will steal our joy. It'll steal our joy. And if I let it, it will, it will bring resentment into my life. And I'm doing everything I've wanted to do. I'm just, come on. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, you love, you, you love your marriage, but, but all of a sudden, uh, you feel this thing creeping up, and you're like, why am I resenting the fact that there's hair up in the shower, come on, somebody, or toothpaste in the sink? Nobody, nobody preached a sermon about toothpaste in the sink. Or, you know what, we had all these kids, and they're so wonderful. It was awesome taking the baby pictures. 
But I love them a whole lot more sometimes when they're sleeping. <laughs> Come on. And, and, and you can begin to resent every blessing that God has given you because of the responsibility and the weight we carry. Yeah. And today we want to talk just about that, about bringing the fun. So the next couple of weeks, we're just going to talk about what that means. This is not anything about self-help. No. Uh, so yeah, we do say bring the fun, but actually the Bible says a lot about pleasure and fulfillment and joy. And so we're going to break down what the scripture says and how that applies to our life, because ultimately as believers, that's what we're about. How does the scripture apply to every area of my life? So how do I bring the fun into this life that God has given me? And so that's what we're going to talk about. The reason we're talking about this is because our culture is bringing heaviness. It's bringing drama. Truth. It's bringing criticism. Yeah. It's, it's, it's bringing conflict. And so if, the, if we begin to act like culture, we can actually know spiritual truths, but never look in, our, in the mirror and go, wow, I'm responsible for changing the room, not adding pressure to the room. And so our assignment today is bringing the fun when carrying responsibilities. Come on, you have responsibilities. When we read the Bible, we begin to understand God's nature. And here's what I want you to know. God isn't stressed out. He isn't overwhelmed, and he's not always angry. His presence is inviting. And we're going to look at a few verses that David wrote to, to begin to talk about how we come into God's presence. Go ahead. Yeah, let's turn to Psalm 16, uh, You will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand, there are pleasures forever. Now, look, look, look at this. Uh, fullness of joy. Mm -hmm. In your presence, there's, God doesn't give you drops of joy. He gives you fullness of joy. That's right. Okay, that's why we go to prayer. So if you have no joy up and in your presence, then you need to get to his presence. That's right. Yep. Okay, Absolutely. go ahead. Okay, so Psalm 27 verse 4 says, One thing I have asked from the Lord that I shall seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. You know, these verses tell us that in his presence, we do find joy and pleasure and fulfillment. See, God created everything, and so that means he created fun, and this is a place for us to be able to look into what God has for us. When we come into his presence, life can be full of joy, pleasure, and fulfillment. Listen, God's not heavy. So, God's not heavy. He doesn't... He wants us to bring our weight to him. And Jesus modeled this. We never read a Bible verse where Jesus got snappy. You guys just don't understand. I'm so overwhelmed. I have the responsibility of saving the whole world. And you guys don't even know what's going on. And every time you question me and everybody's questioning me. And I just, I didn't sign up for all this. But yet, that's how sometimes we respond. And, and, and we want to make sure that we stay life-giving. And our hope over the next few weeks is that we will come in and we will allow the Lord to shift our perspective. Shift it. And so everybody say with me, bring the fun. Come on, that wasn't good. That, that, was, yeah, okay, that look, didn't sound no, fun. That, it did not sound fun. All right, come on. Bring the fun. That's good. Listen, it's important for us to understand that the Bible tells us that there is a cost to our faith. Time and time again, we see a theme in the Bible where total surrender is a must and there has to be commitment. So I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not 
I'm not skipping over that. Let me give you uh, just a couple thoughts from the Bible. We have to die to ourselves. Uh, Galatians 5, 24, you have to bear your cross. Mark 8, 34, you have, I mean, the Bible says the fear of God, not fear like Freddy Cougar, uh, but like fear, like awe, reverence, like I'm going to let you speak first and I'm going to speak second. Like the fear of God, Proverbs 9, 10. The, the Bible tells us that we push forward, that you're actually going to have to overcome some things. Philippians 3, 12 through 14. But in all of this, Here's the point. How we act is just as important as what commitments we make. And God wants you to make these commitments, but he doesn't want you to be under such a heavy burden that the way you act is heavy and, 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 and overwhelmed and, and always frustrated and easily angered. God doesn't want us to live under the woe is me attitude. And that's what we see all the time in the world. Everywhere we turn, everybody is woe is me. Look at all my problems. Look right. at all I've been through and like feel bad for me. I have the right to act however I want because of how, what I've gone through. Now that doesn't mean that all of those things God doesn't have a heart for and has made a way for salvation, deliverance, and healing for. Come on. It just means that we don't tell the story the same as the world. Good. Okay, so we don't live under a life-sucking mantle. We live under a life-giving mantle, and we are representatives of heaven that can bring the fun, light up the room, not suck the life out of it, not empty the room. You know, we enjoy responsibility. Come can on, you so, believe let, that? Listen, <laughs> we enjoy responsibility. Right. God gave us responsibility. Mm -hmm. When God put Adam and Eve in the garden, he gave them responsibility. Right. So the goal is not, to you, not that you get to the place where there is no responsibility. Right. The goal is learning how to take responsibility and operate in the fruits of the Spirit. Yeah, because that healthy weight of responsibility makes us stronger, makes us more productive, makes us more impactful. And so when we say we enjoy responsibility, it's because we know the vision. We understand what comes from that. Come on. And so we live and we accept responsibility different. So we're able to bring the fun through working our to-do list. Even though we're in the to-do list, just like everybody else, we get to do it differently. Galatians 5 uh, 22 and 23. Look at this. But the fruit of the Spirit is, come on, love, love say it with me, joy, joy peace. peace. Stop. You got any? <laughs> peace. Yeah. <gasps> peace. Yeah. Patience. Patience. Come on. Mm -hmm. If you have a bunch of children under five, God is speaking to you right now up in this place. <laughs> Patience. Kindness. Kindness. What's up? Come on. It didn't say rudeness. Come on. We live in a culture that the ends justifies the means. Mm -hmm. And so we are okay with a rude um, tone if we feel like it's for a right reason. Wow. Come on. But the Bible begins to tell us that you can be right in concept and wrong in tone and the whole conversation's wrong. Yeah. Okay, look at this. Faith, oh, wait, wait, good, kindness, goodness, mm -hmm. faithfulness, faithfulness. Like I'm going to do it. I'm going to wake up every day and do the same thing and be relentlessly consistent. Yeah. Gentleness, self-control. Come on. Where are my buffet people at? <laughs> self-control. Mm -hmm. Come on. 
Like how many M&Ms do we need? Come on. Self against such things, there is no law. In my office, I have a picture of Jesus laughing. Before you put it up there. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Um, uh, I have a picture of Jesus laughing. And and, um, this picture is significant to me because uh, my mom bought me this picture when I was in my 20s. And I was like burning the candles at both ends. I was running uh, three different camps. I was, I was uh, two different camps. I was running uh, a lot of departments in our church, and I was starting to get heavy. I was under a lot of pressure. And she called me over one day and gave, wrapped this present, and she, she had me unwrap it, and I was like, thank you. And she was like, don't let the pressure cause you to lose your laugh. Because Jesus sees it differently. And so now I have this in my office. And and it's just a reminder to me that Jesus isn't under pressure. Like he responds with the fruit of God's nature. And we got to grow these fruits, come on, in our life. And if we do, anxiety will have no place to dwell. Come on. Many would say, well, I, I don't have time for fun. I can't have fun. I have too many problems. I mean, just, just, just this whole idea of fun just sounds goofy to me. I mean, like we just came through COVID and you, inflation's going crazy and America's, ah, we can't laugh. <laughs> and, and here's what I want you to know. If you're there, then you're basing your fun off of circumstances. And I am telling you that where the presence of God is, there is the fullness of joy. Come on, does that make sense? Fun isn't the absence of responsibility. It's a choice not to allow your responsibility to make you absent from life. So many people are just running through life, but they're not like living it. And you know what, Ecclesiastes 3, 12 through 13, I want to look here because this is Solomon uh, writing this. He's the wisest man that ever lived, and he's evaluating life, and he says, I perceive that there's nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. Also, to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. Well, who was the president? Uh, What was the economy? Um, what's Good. going on with the Senate and the House? Good. We can't do that. Yep. This is God saying, yo. Yeah. I want you to be joyful and do good as long as you live. Okay, look at this. Verse 13 says also that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toil. This is God's gift to man. So this is really important because they're saying that we can take pleasure, which is another word for fun, even though we're working, the toil means the hard work. And there's a lot of areas in life that is just that. It's hard work. Come on. Yeah. For me, it's been <laughs> easy to be caught up in the to-do list. I have a lot of things going on. I have a lot of people that need me. And I'm not going to lie. I've dreamed of the day that one day not everybody will need me. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. Because I'm going to need you. <laughs> four children and a husband and people. <laughs> but anyways, I'm, I definitely have resented my relationships, my work, my ministry. But that's when I have to have those moments with the Lord that bring me back to a biblical perspective Come so on. that I can see the right 
thing. I can see what God wants me to see. And so God's given me the desires of my heart. I don't want my joy to be stolen. You know, I can take pleasure in all the toil and the demands. I have learned that everything I've prayed for can become heavy due to the responsibility of caring for all of these things. So, so here's the idea. The enemy is so crafty. Some of us are living the life we wanted to live five or six years ago. Like we prayed for every problem you have. But resentment can come in little by little and it steals the blessings. The Bible calls them gifts. Yeah. Well, we, my, my life hasn't been perfect and, and some, I'm, I'm not living everything that I thought. And, and I, you, you have no idea what's going on in our marriage or relationship or friendship or whatever. But here's what I do know. If the present of, presence of resentment grows, yeah. then you are moving away from all of the gifts that God has given you. Come on. So for us, we, we got three responsibilities that, uh, uh, in life that we feel like you can bring the fun. We're going to give you all three today. Three areas that we need to bring the fun back a little bit. The first is fun in our relationships. In our relationships. Come on, you got to laugh a little bit. Come on, Dad, when's the last time you laughed? The kids are doing a little dance in front of the TV. You're trying to watch the TV. And they're like, watch this. Yeah. And you're like, eh, get out <laughs> come on when's the last time you just laugh at laughter was in the in the car not everybody be quiet we're trying to get there we're rushing yeah sometimes I have to go back and remember when I did dream of being married and raising kids and being in the ministry and having a staff and and doing the things that I'm doing right now and so I think that um Everywhere I turn is another relationship. And even though relationships are positive and you're like, yeah, you want all the friends and you want all these people in your life, mm. I get to choose to bring the fun or let the fun be sucked right out of me right. because of the responsibilities those relationships bring. You know, relationships are draining. They, I mean, they are. Constant questions, uh, the need for clarity, demands, even people's personal brokenness can push us to resenting people. You know, we prayed for these kids, but we didn't know they weren't going to clean up the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? We prayed for this uh, uh, apartment, but we didn't know that we were going to have to, you know, go in there and clean our own closet out. I mean, every responsibility can turn into resentment yeah. if we let it. We believe that relationships can be life-giving and contagious. Living out the fruits of the Spirit will help you win not wreck your relationships. And I mean, if you're not flourishing or winning in your relationships, I have good news for all of you. You need to do some growing spiritual fruit. Come on. You know, we got to plant those seeds so that they can grow so that we can operate in a way that God has for our relationships. You know, we got to read our Bible. We have to come to the altar. You know, come Wednesday night for prayer and get ministry. To learn God's nature, we have to engage in an intentional relationship with God. Like you, God's nature can't grow in you if you're not around God. Yeah, absolutely. We begin to learn his nature by having time with him. And I promise you, you begin to get close to God and your relationships will be more life-giving. Absolutely. And every relationship has seasons of hard. You know, I've known seasons where I'm winning 
in relationships where I'm learning. It's crazy because you get married and you fall in love at first sight and you think, oh, it's all going to be easy. And then you have to learn how to be married. You have a baby and you think, oh, how could, you know, anything go wrong? And you're like, oh, I have to learn how to parent. I have a friendship and like we're clicking so well. And then I have to learn how to be a friend. Like every relationship has learning. Yeah, you've ever had those friendships where you're like, man, the first two months, we're going to be best friends forever. And then, <laughs> and then the third month comes and you're like, oh. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> I see why you had a friendship vacancy. You know <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Come on. Yes, because I've known seasons well where I'm thinking, uh, how many more things can I take? How much more bad news can I receive? It's so easy to lose our joy and become resentful because, Good. you know, life is sometimes up and down. And don't invite misery to our lives. Like, we get to invite what we want in our lives. And so we get to determine, hey, I don't want misery. So today we get to take an action step. Right. So against the enemy and refuse to give into the perspective of resentment that steals from us. Every relationship in our life will be better when God's nature is present. You know, we can bring the fun in our homes. We can bring the fun at our job. We can bring the fun in our marriages, in, our, uh, in every area, in our friendships. Come on, we can change the environment that we are complaining about. Let's get our laughter back. Yeah. Come on, let's get our laughter back. You know, our culture is so captivated on trying to find what's perverted to be funny. Yeah. And we're grasping at straws. But the truth of the matter is, we got to let creativity flow. Like God is the author of all creativity. And every space and place that we walk into, there should be an element of life in it. Have you ever gone to a church or a community or a moment with believers and you walk in and everyone looks like they're mad to be there? You're like, welcome to church. I've been here for 30 years. If you're here for 30 years, you can be like me. Wow, what freedom. Have something to look forward to. You know what I'm saying? I don't even want to do Halloween, but I get to live it. it listen, f- fun isn't an event. It's a perspective. Fun people are fun. Come on. If you're not having fun in anything in your life, it's because you're looking to be entertained. Listen, boring people are boring. Oh, my God, this place is so boring. It's because you're boring. You're a boring person. You were looking for someone to make you happy. You were looking for something to fulfill you. You were looking for something, and that happens in the presence of God. And if you would have walked in with a little bit of joy, come on, a little bit of Holy Spirit, a little fruits of the Spirit, you know what? You would have been able to talk to someone instead of sit there the whole time and demand that someone talk to you because your insecurity is screaming. Come on. Let's talk. If you're looking for someone to make you happy, and that feels like the number one cultural thought in our world, I just want to be happy. So if marriage doesn't make me happy, I'm going to unmarry. If the job doesn't make me happy, I'm just going to leave it. If this doesn't happen, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm just constantly on a quest for happiness. And really what you're on a quest for is fullness. And that fullness comes, come on, listen, from the Lord. Let, 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 let's bring laughter and enjoyment, come on, into the room. Let's refuse to, to just cycle negativity over and over and over again. Let's not focus. Sure that we have to navigate problems, but we don't have to become one. Let's bring the fun. The second thing is this. 
bring the fun back to your work. Come on. Some of y'all like, the first one was awesome. The second one is you don't know my boss. Come on. Let's bring the fun back to work. Like I said, when Adam and Eve were created in the garden, God gave them, listen, this is going to mess with you, the gift of work. I know that work is a four-letter word, but in Genesis chapter 2, listen, the Bible instructs us to work. We should work. Work was not a human construct. Work was given by God, and our work matters to God. Each of us have unique skills, talents, abilities so that we can bless come on other people if you're if you work at a company or you work physical with your hands physical labor if you're working from home or you're a mom who is a home uh, keeper a homemaker our work God gave us work to develop our character come on pressure creates reveals pressure reveals our character it helps us produce a quality of output it helps us touch something and make it better you know while the demands of work will never go away it's inevitable it's our responsibility to find joy in our work as believers we don't sign in and sign out come on we don't do it the way others do it it isn't just to receive a paycheck there is power in taking what we've been given Come on. and we are using a skill to bring value to others and we are gaining influence the whole time we're doing it. Yes, there will always be personality and power struggles and that's where we invite God to help, to help. us navigate right. these elements that come up in our life as we work. You know, if we try to do it without God, it is going to lead us right to resentment. But when we say, okay, Lord, I need your help, help me have joy in these responsibilities. Our witness is powerful at our workplace. Come on. And it is more important for us to keep our witness than to focus on the escalating problems and lose it. You know, be the employee that sets the tone. Let's show people God's nature. Let's exemplify the fruits. If you're like, I don't know how to have those fruits. That's too hard. That's where prayer comes in. Prayer all day long. Like, God, help me. And so, you know, I have part of my job that I love. And there's parts of my job that I have to pray through. And right. I work for the church. <laughs> and so, I mean, not every part of my job, I'm like, I can't wait to do this. And there's times where I've had to change my mind about the work that I'm doing. I have to literally tell myself, if you keep on telling yourself you don't like to do this, it's going to be miserable. So, but if you, yeah. So don't rehearse. Listen, don't turn an opportunity that God blessed you yes. with. Come on, somebody into a resentment because you had an issue with your boss yeah. the company changed the policy something happened and here you are you're miffed and that it's growing yeah. into this resentment and now you're wondering why i'm not moving forward in this career yeah. because you're heavy right you you're constantly for, and I'm not saying that there aren't moments for courageous conversations and right. clarifying conversations and moments, but, yeah. but the fruits of the spirit should be evident. Come on. In right. our life, refuse to allow yesterday's yeah. problems to be today's heaviness. Yeah. You know, leave no room for a negative attitude that sucks the fun out of the room. Bring the fun and show the world the life that is inside of us that is abundant. 
We are grateful we have a job. We're grateful that we're able to use our skills. We're grateful. And yes, there may be a lot of passion and, and, and desire and ability to achieve in us. But listen, wherever we are, we're bringing the life. We're not bringing an attitude. For those who own your own company, the pressure doesn't leave just because uh, the work day is over. There are compliance issues, budget concerns, contracts to get out. But the Bible says that we can cast all of our burdens, come on, on Him. So let's bring the fun back to work. Let's be leaders who carry a smile rather than frustration. Let's walk in gratefulness for the people and the team that we have, not hostility. Let's praise the Lord for the provisions that He's given us. Come on, y'all give the Lord a hand clap. Come on. Here's the last one, is bring the fun in ministry. The work of ministry is a blessing. It's a you know, blessing. We get to partner with God to be a part of the greatest movement in the world, seeing people go from death to life. It has no end. Come That's on. That's right. It's eternal. It w if we've been forever changed and forgiven by the ministry of Jesus, then that should put in us a desire to minister to others. You know, the other day, um, I, I got a message on Instagram, and uh, the, I think the young lady's in the room, but I got a message about baptism, and she, was, she just talked to me about, hey, my, here's my experience at the house. I, I've been coming with a friend, and I, I feel like, you know, my experience at the house has been so good for me. I love the house. I love the people there, and she was wanting to set up the, the baptism, and, and I connected her with our student uh, leader, and, and for her to sign up and go through the process. But when I got that message, it was just another reminder, ministry's happening. Everywhere, all over, when our, when our women get together, when our groups get together, when our students get together. Come on, we have a, a, a ladies group that meets on Friday mornings, and I just watch them praying over people and do, like ministry is always happening here. In a few minutes, we're going to do baptisms. And people are making a choice to move from death to life. They're, making, they're counting the cost and saying yes to a public confession, come on, of faith. And this moment means that ministry is happening and we're fulfilling Matthew chapter 29, 19 and 20. You know, both relationships and work can have ministry components. We believe here at the house that if you're a believer, you're a minister. Like, we are all called to represent Jesus Good. everywhere we go. But in this context, for this specific point, we are really talking about the things that we do that doesn't build our personal life. Meaning, we're doing something for others that they can't pay back and they can't give back. So, for instance, if I'm building my relationships, there is an exchange there. If I'm building my work... Family in my job, there's an exchange there. But we're talking about ministry in, in regards to the fact that Jesus ministered to us with, and he gave to us with no strings attached. Now, because of that, we want to minister. And we are ministering to people knowing that they may never be able to return what we're able to sacrifice and give to them. And so there are ministry moments everywhere. When you go to the grocery store, when you go to the football mm -hmm. game, when you anywhere you go, there is an opportunity to minister. There's an qu old quote that says, wherever your feet are, that's a good place for ministry. You know, here's the thing is... Uh, we see ministry, like Katie said, as being able to give, listen, with no strings attached. Right. 
And a lot of people are like, yeah, I'll do for you if you'll do for me, but mm -hmm. I'll call you later to do for me, but I won't let you know right now that I'm doing for you so you can do for me, <laughs> but just know that I'm doing for you so you later do for me. Right. That's not ministry. Mm -mm. Ministry is I'm going to sit you at my table, and you may never be able to, to invite me to your table, mm -hmm. but I know that this model yeah. will in years produce a moment where you sit someone else That's right. at your table. Yes. Come on. Yes. We just got back from Belize and uh, there's ministry happening there. We, there's a great couple down there that we support and Katie and I got to minister seeds of life and, and there is a team growing there in Belize. I just want you to know that, that becoming a believer that actually believes ministry can happen through you that's a responsibility that will change your life. Absolutely. When we say yes to ministry, it changes our life and someone else's life. It changes our perspective. It causes us to another level, it could rise to another level of accountability and excellence and discipleship. You know, but there will be times of inconvenience when we commit. Like when we come early to serve on a Sunday morning, that is inconvenient. When you change your schedule to be at something that you know that will produce life and that you could contribute to, that's sometimes inconvenient. But as with any responsibility, it requires follow through. And we do that because it is a part of a willing heart. That's like right. we all want a willing heart that ministers to others out of the overflow and that the inconvenience looks small compared to what we know will be produced right. from those moments. And the church has to have people that believe in missional impact. That's right. Like obviously, when the, when the weather's wonderful, that's a terrible day to go to church. Yeah. Except for you being here matters. That's right. Because it could start a conversation yeah. that ends up with someone in four or five months getting baptized. Yeah, and I think that it's just looking at it differently of like, I know that God has put something in me that I can bring value. Like if I am not there, there is something missing. And yes, they can do it without me, but do, do, we, do I want them to do it without me? Like right, I right, want right. to contribute. And you know what? The devil would love for us to resent the responsibility of ministry because he wins when we get burnt out. And so one of the ways that we try to do that here at our church is we want people to serve on healthy teams. We don't want you to serve every Sunday. This is, we're not want to be a church where we have the same uh, piano player for 30 years on the stage and call that faithful and they never missed. Um, like we know that people are going to travel. We know that people are going to come in. They're going to have rhythms to their life. But we need you to step in so that, listen, we can do this together. Yeah. I'm going to serve two or three Sundays. Yeah. I'm going to sit. I'm going to let God minister to me. And then I'm going to go. And so we don't want it yeah. to be heavy. Yeah. We want it to be impactful. That's right. When we use our time, talent, and treasure to build the kingdom, there are two ways of looking at ministry. The first is begrudgingly. Yeah. Ah, we have to go to church. Or uh, with a grateful heart. Like we get to go to church. Yeah. Like we get to be a part. Like we get to do. And, and I just want to encourage you to commit to having yeah. a grateful heart where we bring the fun, where we attract people, where we minister to people, yeah. where we don't repel people, but we welcome That's people. That's right. And here is the takeaway today. You know, don't become resentful with the responsibilities you are carrying. Remember that those responsibilities are gifts from the Lord. You know, one thing that resentment does it makes us tired. 
you know, tired before we even engage. It's that feeling when you wake up that you don't even want to engage in your day. Because maybe you've been trying to carry these responsibilities without God's help. And you do feel the weight of that, the heaviness. But he wants to take, he wants us to take pleasure in the toil. We are not a victim to our to-do list. We can bring the fun because we can get his help to do that. So here's our response question today. And thank you for for allowing us to just have a conversation from time to time. Yeah, I love preaching and and I want to, but from time to time, I just want to have a conversation. Is there any resentment? Is there a conversation? Is there a relationship? Is there a task? Is there a duty? Is there something going on in your life? So here's the question. In what part of your life do you need to bring the fun back? Come on, married couple. When's the last real date that you went on? Come on. When's the last time we looked around our home and thought, thank you, God, that I'm in the dry and I'm not getting rained on today? When's the last time? Come on. Like, like, come on. We're so focused on the future and achievement and career and getting our education and getting that doctor by our name. And, getting, and we're just hoping that everybody's going to ride with us until we can meet all of our achievement. But at some point in time, we got to take our foot off of the, escal- the accelerator just a little bit. And we got to go, <laughs> I enjoy that we're doing this together. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for being someone that I can call. I'm not too busy. Anxiety's not too high. If you've been exhausted by carrying some resentment, maybe you have resentment toward the Lord because you thought you would be in a different place, in a different situation. And you've had to really check yourself because you're like, I know I hear about you being good. I just don't feel like my life is good right now. It's time to give that up. It's time to give that up. There's hope. There's hope. And if you're listening to this today, I believe something is sparking in in a few of you. And and I want you to know that there is a better way. And the first step, come on, is to give the Lord all of your resentment. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.